Hi, my name is Jamin. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Late, Late to, to the, the Watch, Watch Party. Party. Shh. The movie's starting. Guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Late to the Watch Party. Welcome back to Late to the Watch Party. It's been a full week for you guys. It's been very short for us. It we, has seeing, been two days. We're seeing each other too much. <laughs> <laughs> I came to St. Louis and actually just spent the entire time with Jamin. True. Um, we're <laughs> seeing each other tomorrow. <laughs> so, since it's been so fast since the last time you guys saw us, I don't know if I have anything to report. <laughs> Um, life has been much of the same. It is Memorial Day we- weekend coming up mm-hmm. for us. For you guys, it's well past, but it's coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and I'm sure every service in the service industry is just suffering, but everyone's boarding their dogs. I think we have 144 dogs coming in tomorrow. And just tomorrow? Just tomorrow. There was 60 today. And um, are they being boarded for the weekend? Yeah. And it's just, it's madness. And we're like super understaffed. Anything new from your excursion to Missouri since, um, since a few days ago? Basically, yesterday I just went up and down Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> we went shopping at Plato's Closet. I bought two shirts for $2 each. Okay. Two dollars. My total was less than five dollars. No, you don't understand. Even the cheapest, crappiest, like full of holes, smells, disgusting retail clothes in LA is like at least eight dollars for a shirt. And then I came home and couldn't stand to be alone. So I called my friend who lives 10 minutes away and she came over and she ended up spending the night because I am incapable of spending time by what myself. What happened to this whole, I, you booked yourself out the wazoo. What's all this free time you suddenly It was had? one free time and I intentionally took it so that I could finish writing the one shots. But then instead I invited a friend over and did not finish writing the one shot. I <laughs> also have to would... say that all of this that you're doing, I'm sure is getting picked up in at least some way. This is the... AirPods case all no, over again. No, that's the whole point of a mic like this, is it doesn't pick up little tiny sounds like that. And I've also been very, like, not making noise with it. I was trying to explain to my dad today that sometimes I have some sensory issues, but I'm working through them. And bless his heart, he really listened and, like, I felt was very understanding, but I could tell there were some points where he was very confused. What was the segue that led us to that? Um, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> no, I do remember. It's because I needed like, that I'm like, to I be would over lo- like, there I, w- with I would those. love to keep that in, but I'm like, in what way? <laughs> it was because I moved the rapper to be with the other rappers because I didn't... For everyone who's listening and can't see, which is all of you, I, I set <laughs> a rapper down and she moved it. That's the context you're missing. I also feel like there's nothing wrong with just a cold cut to a new That's fine. Sometimes. That's fine. All right. Well, anything else you're looking forward to this week? Gosh, I just, Sorry. this is the second episode, second episode things. in a row. I have to say Stranger Things and Obi-Wan are coming out tomorrow. Two shows tomorrow. And it's going to be, Two I'm, shows tomorrow. if it drops like at midnight for Stranger Things, I'm probably going to stay up tonight. You don't know when it is? Like, I know... You're gonna stay up tonight and then get up at early to watch Kenobi with me? Yeah. Because because here's the issue, is that 
we're getting together at 9 a.m. Yeah. to watch Kenobi. Very we're, we're gonna watch two episodes, so we're gonna get done at like roughly 11. 11. And then I have to be at work at noon. Um, <sighs> and so it's just like I need to have at least one episode of Stranger Things under my belt. So if it to drops like get you through. at midnight, I'll stay up late for one episode. Okay. And and if it doesn't, then I'm going to suffer because because there's no time to watch it before work, and I yeah. will work until five, which means I'll probably not get off till six because it's going to be absolute madness tomorrow, Ooh. and I'm driving the whole time. Okay, guys, this week this week we watched Deadpool. We watched it together. This is our first movie on the podcast we've watched physically together. Yeah. Given the circumstances, it was a wild one just because it was very late at night. It was late. And we had already done the Alien review, which went on a little longer than expected. Yeah. It was a good time, though. It was a time. It was a time. I'll get into my thoughts in a second. I just am not ready for them. I feel like I'm going to get roasted. I have some thoughts. Okay, so, and then also, Rebecca has had seen this one going in. I had not seen it. I did. I saw it to be fair, like five or six well, okay, it only came out six years ago, so I think I saw it about five years ago. So it had been a while for me. There was literally one of the main characters. You were going, so what does she do for her powers? And I was like, have you not seen this movie? Her full power set? a lot I did not remember. To be clear, it's not like there's like a whole bunch of super-powered individuals in this movie. There's like three. And Rebecca was like, I straight up can't tell you what this one does. (laughs) It was wild. Clearly did not leave a lasting impression. The first time she I doesn't talk it. a whole lot in it. If you guys have not seen Deadpool, I encourage you to pause now and watch it yourself. You can actually find it specially for the rest of this month for free on Freebie. Freebie sponsor of the podcast used to be IMDb TV is now Freebie. Freebie and the second one's on there. I would encourage you to watch that one as well because I personally get into some heavy spoilers for the second one both in my reaction and in my review and i haven't seen the second one (laughs) not officially so just to be safe go watch your copies of deadpool 1 and deadpool 2 and then return to the podcast if you've already seen it then you already qualify for the next round with caution if you have already seen (laughs) all right let's get into the preconceived notions For the things you know, and the things you think you know, these are the preconceived notions. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode, that we're, (laughs) hold on. Hey everyone, welcome to the preconceived notions for Deadpool. Don't know if you've heard of it, it's this new Marvel movie. It's vulgar. Yeah, it's like not that popular, it was kind of underground. Kind this of, one we actually went back and forth on whether we should even include it in the watch party right, because it, it feels like not a lot of will. people really like it. So yeah, controversial alert. We record this before the intro, so I'm sure we already have said this in the intro that you heard before this. This is the first movie that we're doing on the podcast where uh, one of us has seen it, one of us has not seen it. And right. So uh, Rebecca's already seen this movie. I have. The her preconceived notions are the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so my I'll get right into it. My preconceived notions of Deadpool is a lot because I learned a lot about it when it came out. I just didn't see it. 
And so, and also the second one, I've seen a large chunk of. And then the second one, I've also seen the first like 20 minutes of, I think. Because... Jamin has basically watched this movie. I've seen so much of the second one. Because the second one, back when I was working a job where I did like like theater audits, I had to do a, an audit on Deadpool 2, but I only had to be there for the first like 30 minutes, which included the trailers. So I only had to be there for the first like five minutes of the movie, basically. And because that's the one where he like opens up the movie with 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton and like slaughters a boardroom of people, right? I'm going to be honest. A lot of Deadpool kind of bleeds together in my mind. I have seen the first and the second. I thought that the second one opened with something else. But if that is the opening to this movie, I don't want to spoil that. I think that that's how the second one opens. Here's what I know about Deadpool. I know he's played by Ryan Reynolds. The plot of the first one, I'm pretty unfamiliar with, I think. Mm -hmm. I know that he, like winds up in like a chemical factory or something he winds up burned to a crisp he looks ugly now guys he's not lovable and then he gains the ability to break the fourth wall (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how that is bestowed upon him but it happens after that i know i also know he like fights a guy naked in that scene and I know that he, like, I'm assuming then also gets his superpowers, which are healing? No, that wouldn't make sense because his face. So I think it's more like he's just, like, durable. He has, he doesn't, I don't, as far as I know, he doesn't have, like, a specific, like, cool power of, like, telekinesis or, like, weather control. Like, it's, like, something more chill. I know that in either the first one or the second one, his wife dies, like, right at the beginning. I'm realizing now, I don't think I know a lot of the plot of the first one. I know a lot more about the second one, because the second one is the one with the kid, and Domino, the one with luck powers, and yeah. Colossus, and all, and, and Josh like Brolin. Like, like, rejects. All of that, mm. I know so much about. The first one... I don't know if I know who the villain is or like what the motivation is. I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I've seen it and I don't even know if I could tell you a lot of plot. It might come back because I watched it. The second one feels like it's overshadowed the first one. Because the second one, I also know the scene where he like shrinks and then he has like baby legs. Yeah. And then it's like borderline problematic with showing a baby penis. I'm going to maybe spoil something for you right now. A lot of the movie is borderline problematic. It's kind of like Deadpool's whole brand. So that's something else I know, which was a reason why I hadn't seen it is because I thought it was inappropriate. Is that like his whole MO is that he's like a very vulgar superhero, makes a lot of sexual jokes, cusses a lot. Like he's a like a must be rated R kind of guy. I know that in the comics, he's known for those same things. He's known for breaking the fourth wall and that he specifically flirts with Spider-Man a bunch. Other than that, I don't... I mean, I know that Ryan Reynolds, like, campaigned to play this character, got to play this character, loves playing this character. (laughs) I know that he's, like, everyone's fave for it. I don't feel like I hear a lot of people who are, like... Ugh, they were so terrible in their adaptation of Deadpool. I feel like it's been pretty smash hit. It's been pretty well received, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know like what his reputation is. You know, everyone wants him to be the new Stanley in the Marvel movies. They want Deadpool to cameo and everything. Like he's just a goofy guy. I think the movie will be goofy, zany, funny, and have like you know that sprinkling through of like seriousness. But I think it'll never get too serious because I think Ryan Reynolds will break the fourth wall to be like, "Ah, oh, isn't that precious?" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think I I I oh because he breaks the fourth wall, I expect a lot of references, like a lot of like movie references, trope references, mm. stuff like that. Maybe even like like borderline illegal references in the sense of like rights to other characters to like the MCU because at this point it's not owned by the MCU Mm -mm. so those are my preconceived notions do you have anything to contribute to the segment Rebecca as someone who's seen it before I mean I can't really I don't I don't want to say what I remember with you here I have seen this before I saw this when I was in college I definitely watched some illegal bootleg on YouTube of it before it was like taken down an hour later it was like one of those like full Deadpool movies that was gone immediately after I finished it my preconceived notions are I'm excited to see you watch it I you watch the movie that you thought that you were too holy for truly I forgot to also mention my first brush up with Deadpool actually was everyone's first brush up with Deadpool was in X-Men Origins Wolverine is he in that? Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone hated it. It was like a, oh. a disaster. Brian Reynolds. Well, what? I'm pretty sure the original, his original rendition of Deadpool cameos in one of these movies too. It's bazonkers. He, there is a lot of meta. He's like with not with at all the character in this. Oh. He's like not oh. zany. He's okay. like way yes, more yes, serious. Yes. He's not goofy. Yes. And then they take away his mouth. Yes, he has he, no that mouth. version does cameo, but he cameos in the second one. I'm telling you, I know the yeah. second one backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. Um, and he like. And then yeah, it was a disaster. It like that X Men Origins movie, movie like canceled. Like they were gonna do like a bunch of those, mm-hmm. and they canceled it because it was such a disaster. Well, I don't understand. And then like years later. Ryan Reynolds campaigned enough for an accurate depiction of Deadpool, and people were like, it wasn't a bad actor, it was a terrible written one. And then they they did it, and mm-hmm. it went over fantastically. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really make any sense why somebody's character whose moniker is the Merc with the mouth is to take his mouth. away his mouth. And just like, from how he's depicted from what I've seen in these movies, like, the character from X-Men Origins Wolverine was not at all the same. Correct. Like, it was just not the same vibes. Not, not the same. Like, just, like, nothing. Not even a little bit. All right. So. Ready? Three, two, one. Starring God's Perfect Idiot. Wow, that was Green Lantern. A CGI character. Is that Colossus? Is Colossus in this one? I'm going to say this right now. The Deadpool suit is attractive. Oh! Okay, the soundtrack for this movie is already proving to be uh, lit. I didn't know that we- Whoa! This is just straight up the X-Men! Hey, we skipped the origin story. <laughs> what happened? So the, he, his powers are healing. Just not for his face. I'm sure that this is like the true love that I know dies, but she's annoying. <laughs> what an, a unique way to cover up her boobs for the scene. 
manually. This is the montage, though. Mm -hmm. She's gonna die at the end of the montage. He is oh. ripped. Wait, he has cancer in his lungs, prostate, and brain? What the hell? I'm waiting for it. I know she's gonna get shot. <laughs> no, if Professor... Oh, what? He just said the names of the actors. She is so mean for no reason. We don't make superheroes, we make super slaves. <laughs> Damn. Ajax is mean. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Is that Gina Carano? Masturbating shoes. What do you mean? <laughs> Masturbating shoes. Oh, what? Uh, my God. That was a cheap move, Gina Carano. Fuck you, <laughs> Gina. Are you trying to tell me I've just been spoiling Deadpool 2 this whole time? I know she dies, okay? <laughs> so I will not rest until I am validated in that. She gets shot in the head, guys. Where is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle girl? What is it gonna take to kill Ajax? We must first eradicate toxic masculinity. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna die in the next movie. I'm sorry, but I'm ugly. And I thought that was a deal breaker. Unlovable. But who could ever learn to love a beast? Tale as old as time. <laughs> I'm so excited for Kira Knightley to play Cable in the sequel. I didn't know that. I knew a lot of things. I thought it was Josh Brolin, but I guess Kira Knightley does have range. <laughs> See, you know what? I cannot argue with that one. Hey guys, welcome back. We've seen Deadpool. The, what a movie. The pool that is not alive. True. That was that was a twist to me. That his Where name, the name came from. Yeah. I thought it was just a name. But that it's like kind of inspired by the phrase Deadpool. A mm -hmm. Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> it didn't revel it didn't revolutionize things, but it did, it did make me go, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I like name origin stories, sure. <laughs> Very hit or miss for me. I'm looking at you, Solo, a Star Wars story. I'll okay, that one was pretty Never stupid. be okay with it. That was pretty I could stupid. do an entire episode on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, shall we get into the recap? I'm just going to refresh your memory. Wade Wilson is a dishonorably discharged special forces operative working as a snarky, quick-witted black market mercenary when he meets Vanessa, a prostitute. They become romantically involved, and a year later, she accepts his marriage proposal. Wilson is diagnosed with terminal cancer, however, and he leaves Vanessa without warning so she will not have to watch him die. A mysterious recruiter approaches Wilson, offering an experimental cure for his cancer. He is taken to Ajax and Angel Dust, who inject him with a serum designed to awaken latent mutant genes. That's difficult to say. They subject Wilson, Wilson to days of torture to induce stress and trigger any mutation he may have without success. Ajax, fed up with Wilson's unrelenting mockery, leaves him in a hypobaric chamber that repeatedly takes him to the verge of asphyxiation over a weekend. This finally activates a superhuman healing ability that counteracts the cancer, but leaves Wilson severely disfigured with burn-like scars over his entire body. 
He escapes from the chamber and attacks Ajax, but relents when told that his disfigurement can be cured. Ajax subdues Wilson and leaves him for dead in the burning laboratory. Wilson survives and seeks out <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> I said that just to do that. Wilson survives and seeks out Vanessa, but ashamed of his disfigurement, does not reveal to her that he is alive. Wilson decides to hunt down Ajax for the cure. He becomes a masked, a masked vigilante, adopting the name Deadpool. He questions and murders many of Ajax's men until one reveals his whereabouts. Deadpool in- intercepts Ajax and a convoy of armed men on an expressway, where the movie opens. He kills all but, ja- all but Ajax and demands the cure from him, but the X-Men Colossus and his trainee Negasonic Teenage Warhead interrupt him. Colossus wants Deadpool to mend his ways and join the X-Men. Taking advantage of this distraction, Ajax escapes and tracks down Vanessa. Ajax kidnaps Vanessa and takes her to a decommissioned helicarrier in a scrapyard. Deadpool convinces Colossus and Negasonic to help him. They battle Angel Dust and several soldiers while Deadpool fights his way to Ajax and eventually overpowers him. Ajax reveals there was never a cure for for Deadpool's deformed appearance and so, despite Colossus pleading, Deadpool kills Ajax. He promises to try to be more heroic moving forward, and though Vanessa is angry with Wilson for leaving her, she forgives him, and they live happily ever after until the beginning of the sequel when she dies before the opening credits. (laughs) (laughs) We told you there'd be spoilers for this movie. I just felt like the Wikipedia summary did not do a good job, so I put my own twist on it. I, to be clear, before I get into the trivia, I, part of the, I've seen just, like, healthy chunks of Deadpool 2. And so, that's why in my preconceived notions, I was like, she dies. Doesn't she die? In a montage. (laughs) And so then they had a montage, and so then for the rest of that movie, it's in, in the reaction is me just constantly going... And now she dies, right? <laughs> She's supposed to be dead. Oh, <laughs> She's when does on she die? Borrowed time. Okay, so I prepared the trivia for this episode. I have a lot to pick from. Tell me some <clears> fun <throat> facts about Deadpool. So a fun fact is that the Deadpool costume originally had a muscle layer underneath. But it had to be removed because Ryan Reynolds was so muscular that the costume was not only too tight for him, but it made him look overly large. Okay, I did make a comment during the reaction that Ryan Reynolds has never been in better shape. He was amazing. He hired a personal sword trainer. He hired like a fitness trainer. He went in on this movie. He did great. Another thing about Ryan Reynolds in this movie, through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, 13-year-old Connor McGrath, a terminally ill fan from Edmonton, requested to attend the special event for Deadpool in January, which turned out to be one of the two special screenings in New York and Los Angeles for the fans. He couldn't make it due to the severity of his illness. Ryan Reynolds heard his story, traveled to Edmonton, and surprised him with a private special screening of the film. Reynolds said the boy was the first person ever to see the film. They kept in touch until Connor's passing a few months later. Reynolds paid tribute to him on social media pages. Okay, you didn't have to make this sad. <laughs> that was really touching. That was really worth wow. sharing. Okay, I feel Don't like cry. Ryan Reynolds. I'm not crying. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is to Deadpool as like Johnny Depp is to Jack Sparrow. He is. You know he what I has mean? the costume. He kept it, and nobody told him he could do that, and he didn't ask. 
And when Period. Fox found out about it, they just were like, okay. And he <laughs> yeah. and he does the same thing that Johnny Depp does with Jack Sparrow. He goes he to goes like to hospitals, hospitals and, and things like that, that which is funny because all. the character is specifically not for children. <laughs> but he, he does do like Halloween things all the time. Yeah, I believe he like that. does stuff yeah. with it. Yeah. Here's about Negasonic Teenage Warhead. In the comics, Jamin's favorite in character. The comics, she is a telepath and precognitive mutant. She does not have the power she has in this movie at all. I like um, that power that you just described, even just very briefly more than the power that she has in the movie. Uh, the reason that her powers were changed for the film is just due to the fact that the writers thought that by having explosive powers, it would fit with her name. That is the stupid. I feel thing like I've ever I should heard. have heard about backlash. That's a silly reason That's... to change a character's powers, in my opinion. <laughs> That's pretty But dumb. I will also criticize the comics. That is quite a wild name to give someone who can read minds. <laughs> who wrote that, Stanley? Like, that's Stan definitely Lee not her legal name. Why would she name herself that as an X-Men if she's like, well... Do the X-Men name themselves? Are they not named by, like, the X-Men Academy? For the no. record, Rebecca has not seen any other X-Men movies, so... All of what I know about what? the X-Men is wild speculation. What an interesting dynamic then, because I love the X-Men movies. I love them. They're, most of them are bad, but I love them, and I sure. love the X-Men. And I have seen all of the X-Men movies, never saw Deadpool. Rebecca has not seen the X-Men movies and has seen Deadpool. <laughs> so interesting. So together, we make the full picture. Truly. You're like the whole puzzle, and I'm that last piece. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the reaction the... I was going <laughs> There were plans for cameos from various other X-Men, including Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, oh. but the studio denied all of them for being too expensive. <laughs> uh, jumping off of that, the X-Mansion, a.k.a. the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, can be seen twice. Mm -hmm. Deadpool visits to recruit two X-Men members, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, they are the only X-Men members to be seen outside the school. Deadpool jokes about only having these two members by the, by the studio not having enough money to show more X-Men members. Yeah. Going off of that, throughout the film, Deadpool does accuse the studio of not having enough money to pay for several <laughs> elements in the mm -hmm. movie. In fact, Fox Studios cut $7 million out of the film's budget at the last minute, necessitating several rewrites. Items cut from the film include a motorcycle chase between Wade and Francis, the addition of more named villains, and several action sequences. For the latter, the fights were often scaled down by having Deadpool forget to bring his ammo and gun bags to make the fights less expensive. Whoa. Taskmaster, for those of you guys who know the Marvel comics and the Black Widow movie, was one of the villains who was supposed to be in the movie that was cut. He's a villain in the comics who can um, perfectly match people's fighting styles and abilities. Mm. Um, he's typically, I think, a Spider-Man villain. So I think it's funny that Wolverine was supposed to join because like, part of Deadpool's whole brand is that he hates Wolverine. His origins were in Wolverine, though. Ryan Reynolds played him in, Wolver in a Wolverine movie. Mm -hmm. Deadpool is also a spinoff of a spinoff. X-Men Origins Wolverine is a spinoff of the X-Men movies, and Deadpool is a spinoff of that movie, which ignores that movie also. <laughs> okay, if it's a spinoff, but it completely ignores what it's spinning off from, is it just not a standalone? It's the same character and the same actor playing the character, and it's the same universe. I feel like these lines are a little bit blurred. They are blurred, and they're just saved by the fact that it's he breaks the fourth wall. Correct. That is trivia that I get into. In the comics books, Deadpool garnered his healing factor from an experiment involving a sample of Wolverine's blood. Wolverine, in case you didn't know, his power is healing. 
Um, oh, I thought he had like titanium bones. He also has these bones that come out of his knuckles that are like claws. <laughs> yeah. There's, that's pretty common with the X-Men is that they have like multiple things because the whole idea of them and why they're called mutants is that they're like the next step in evolution. I see. That they've like just developed a bit further mm-hmm. and they have an X gene, Got which it. is the whole logic behind Deadpool in this movie is mm-hmm. that they are using a drug that takes latent X genes and makes them active. I see. Wolverine's whole thing is that he has claws that come out of his fingers and that heals up every time he brings them back. And then someone, because of his healing powers, does like terrible experiments on him that he only he could live through because he can heal and like covers his entire skeleton in adamantium just like the in the x-men universe the strongest metal in the world like vibranium yes yes and so then his claws are now metal claws oh they were his bones his bones Um, in the comics deadpool garnered his healing factor from an experiment involving a sample of wolverine's blood the serum that wade is injected with in this movie can be seen to have drops of blood in it implying that those drops of blood come from wolverine during a scene in the lab ajax suggests sewing up wade's mouth to shut him Mm -hmm. up to this wade replies oh i wouldn't do that if i were you this is a reference to x-men origins wolverine where wade wilson's mouth is sewn shut which drew the ire of comic book fans everywhere, including Ryan Reynolds himself. It was hugely criticized because that's like his whole shtick is that he talks and they shut him right up. The film recouped its $68 million budget in the first two days of its release. Yeah, it made wild profit. Wild profit. And that's my last thing on the trivia is just that... The movie had a crazy... Because it was the it highest stu- grossing R-rated movie when it came out. When it did, yeah. But it's more that like the movie's production really started in 2004. It where, was like, they, a they were ha- They had ideas for it. There was a lot of pushback from the studio of doing like the things that the creatives wanted to do versus what the studio thought would sell. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2010 that they had like a writer. They had things going. They were getting there. And then Green Lantern came out with Ryan Reynolds in it. And it bombed. tanked. It, it did bombed. not do good at all. Yeah. And the studio immediately lost confidence in it. Um, wow. And then they started to... Then they were saying that it needed to at least be reworked to PG-13. And given the script, they were like, it just can't be reworked into PG-13. So they shelved it and they gave the um create the director of the movie tim mm-hmm. i forgot his name tim fisher miller. tim miller they gave tim miller a like six figure budget and they were like after many many meetings they gave him a six figure budget to come up with like what's the word for it where they come up with like kind proof of, of a concept movie. proof of concept basically mm-hmm. and that proof of concept that like short of the movie that he made got leaked this was post X-Men Origins. I skipped a part of the journey. I'm so sorry, guys. Before Green Lantern came out, X-Men Origins Wolverine came out in 2009 with Ryan Reynolds starring as Deadpool, which was, he had powers added to him. He had powers taken away from him. Mm. They sewed his mouth shut. Um, they just like completely changed the character. Yeah. People hated it. Yeah. It was awful for people. Um, he dies at the end of the movie and then is teased as like actually being alive at the very end credits scene. And so that was met with negative reception and then Green Lantern came out. So Fox was like, this is just no. not happening. Yeah. And then they, which like, not a terrible reaction. And like, <laughs> with what they had to go the, with. At that po- after X-Men Origins Wolverine was when they greenlit a spinoff of Deadpool though. I see. Because they already knew that the character was so anticipated. Mm-hmm. And then when the character was not well received in that depiction and then Green Lantern came out, they were like, we can't do this. 
So then they gave him just enough money to do the test footage, which he did all with CGI with Ryan Reynolds voicing Deadpool. And that test footage got leaked and it was hugely loved. <laughs> Everyone went nuts for it and almost immediately Fox greenlit the Deadpool movie yeah. to be released within two years. So, so fast. So they like... And the the director has since gone on record to say that he did not leak it, but if he knew that it would have been met like that, he would have, and that he theorizes that someone at Fox leaked it to to essentially see how people would react to mm. it. I feel like I've always heard the rumor that it was Ryan Reynolds who leaked it, but that could mm. be pure speculation. Sure, sure. So then it got leaked, and then the movie got made, and it was ma- and they had announced at that point that they were going to completely ignore X-Men Origins Wolverine and do a more comics accurate depiction where like Ryan Reynolds was given a level of creative control Mm -hmm. over the character and Mm -hmm. a lot of Mm -hmm. suggestion power and they set out to really create a comics accurate suit and he cried when they saw the first version of the suit because they thought they felt that they had done it. I have to say that I think that the suit is one of the strongest parts of Oh, I've got notes about the suit. (laughs) The suit is good. Oh, I've got notes about the suit. I feel like in general, like (laughs) comic book movies that we've seen, like it usually takes a couple of movies before you're like, oh, that's a cool suit. It's like from shot one. You're like, this is a good suit. It's a good suit. It frames his face very nicely. I like that they, there's obviously some structure to the mask that like, Makes him look good. I don't like. Maybe this is a hot take. It like comes to like a pinch. That's at the from crown the of his comics, head. though. It has a point. I'm at the sure end. it's comics accurate. It distracts me. Anyway, that's all of my trivia for the movie, and so uh, we can get into the movie. Let's just address it up front, guys. I was falling asleep for this movie. <laughs> and we started it at like. 10 p.m. We started it later. It was like 11.30. It, we started it so <laughs> late. we kept delaying the Taco Bell. And we were just like <laughs> we were putzing chatting. around. We were just taking Here's our the sweet, thing. sweet time. Here's, I did, I was falling asleep. I, w- I don't think I was ever asleep for too long. I felt it at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like at the beginning of the movie, I got comfortable and I was like, oh, oh no, I'm no. going to have to, I'm going to have to fight it. Mm-hmm. And then I was starting to lose the fight. <laughs> I could tell because you were not very talkative. I started to lose my comments. There were no comments there for a long time. Which when I, there was some stuff I missed. Cause at this point guys, just so that you guys know I'm legit, I did rewatch pretty much the whole movie. I, I watched a bunch of clips and then I skimmed through the movie yeah. to just like make sure I processed everything. And there were a few things I missed. What I have to say about this movie up front is that I'm very interested and excited to see Deadpool 2. And I think that one might be really good. <laughs> that one. like I one that one. want it to be clear. I think if I the longer I process it, maybe I'll come around to it. I didn't love it. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. My issues come down to the story. That, and I think the things that I didn't like about it are the things other people like about it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the things that maybe wouldn't have bothered me if I was there when it happened. Mm-hmm. As someone who's experiencing it now... I was kind of like, like who hasn't been waiting for it, right. who hasn't, who, or who hasn't, wasn't like upset with a bad depiction first. Right. I was kind of just like, it felt like there was a lot of the movie. Here, let me read you. Cause guys, 
I took three notes. I took three notes and then gave up, partially because I was falling asleep. Deadpool notes, I have three. And I, the first one says, we are coming right into Deadpool? Like, it threw me, I thought that we would start, it threw me that we started with him fully Mid-action. Deadpool mode. Yeah. Mid-action. Which was good. I liked that. Yeah. I also, just before people turn off the podcast, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the movie. I think that maybe it was just overhyped. Yeah. The X-Men tie-in threw me off. I guess because of the whole, like, debacle between Marvel and the X-Men and like and I knew that Deadpool was not a Marvel Disney movie. But I don't know, I guess I just assumed it was very separate from the X-Men movies. So for Xavier's school to straight up show up and for Colossus to be there and like for his whole powers to just be the mutant excuse, like I was like, "Whoa, this truly is an X-Men movie." Like every time that I would see people talk about like the X-Men timeline and they would include Deadpool, I was like, "Chill out." But like it is in the X-Men universe. Also, I did look into why did they freaking recast Colossus and it's just straight up because the director didn't like him in the X-Men movies. Oh. I didn't get to the to the meat of it, but the actor who played him in the X-Men movies was contacted and for whatever reason they decided to not go with him. Like I think he I think it was mutual. Okay. Because they were just wanting to go like he doesn't have the Russian accent. He's just literally right. a guy with metal skin. That you thought was German. Yeah, yeah. He's literally a guy with metal skin in the X-Men movies and he can turn it on and off if I remember correctly. And the director didn't like that. He wanted him to be very big and Russian like he is in the comments. So he just straight up changed it. And I was reading that they did contact him and I didn't read for sure, but I'm pretty sure that they mutually were like, we probably should just go with someone else then. And so that's just straight up why they recast Colossus. And they didn't feature any of the other X-Men because they couldn't afford it at the time. And that's my third note. My third note says, this movie sometimes feels juvenile in the ways that it's like proving itself's R rating with the language. Yes. It just feels like not natural. It just feels like they're throwing F-bombs in there. Listen, I'm not uncomfortable with language. That That's not it at all. Right. But it just felt like, have you ever met a kid? <laughs> have you ever met like a, a teenager who to swear. who's like trying to show that they're mature yeah. and they're just like, fucking this, fucking that, fuck, fuck. And yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. Nobody talks like that. That's sometimes how the movie felt with some of the jokes and the like sex stuff and the language. Again, I'm not saying that that can't be in a superhero movie. I'm not saying the movie should have been PG-13. It's like the way that some of it was done, it just kind of felt like they were just throwing him in there to be like, see, we're an R-rated superhero movie. Like whenever he like was talking to Ajax and he was Mm -hmm. just like, Wade fucking Wilson. I said something about it where I was like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I get that adults cuss. Like, I get it. But it was just like, it felt so unnatural at times. And that's my, that's kind of my overall issue with the Mm -hmm. movie. I liked a lot of the humor. Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of the action. I liked a lot of it. The story doesn't feel like it's really there for me. It feels like their main thing they were focusing on was what the fans wanted to see. It feels to me like evidence of where you can't just make a movie for the fans. You have to tell a good story too Mm -hmm. and be willing to like 
push against what the fans think they want mm-hmm. in order to do it. Mm-hmm. And it feels like with how negatively Deadpool was depicted in the last time we saw him and how much everyone has always wanted Ryan Reynolds for the part. Everyone has wanted a real depiction of Deadpool. Yeah. Everyone wants him to be rated R. Mm-hmm. It feels like that was the focus where they were like yeah. focusing on all of the very funny jokes. Mm-hmm. It feels like they nailed the character. I'm For not sure. complaining about For Deadpool sure. the character. 100% nailed him. It just feels like I get, I was listening to, I was trying to, I was like, maybe I didn't get it. I, like, I fully was acknowledging for the past two days, I was like, maybe it's because I was falling asleep. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I missed something. Mm-hmm. And so I was rewatching it, and I listened to some people talk about it, and their love for it. People really love it. People really and I was hearing it. their, like, deeper analysis of it, and I was like, I just am not getting that. I'm not connecting on that level. I could, like, uh, talking about how it was about, like, uh, like this love story element or it was about like his deep apathy for life and I was like I just don't feel that the movie really communicates that mm-hmm. and so I was just kind of like the second one from what I see in here has a really exciting story while it's also a really funny Deadpool it's all of these things and what I'm wanting which is why I'm kind of like oh that one sounds really great <laughs> but this one I was kind of and also I feel like this one thrived in some of its more ensemble parts mm-hmm. and I know that the second one is very ensemble Yeah. And so it's like that one, it, which, here's my other thing. This movie was not believed in by the studio. Right. Had a very low budget for yeah. superhero movie standards and got cut yeah. at the last minute. Yeah. There was lots that they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell that this was a movie where it wasn't like they were building it up to something. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they felt they could do the most with it. So they decided to focus on jokes and focus on Deadpool Vibes. just being Deadpool. Like it's yeah. a mo- it's a movie just about the character. Yeah. And then seemingly once they got this huge budget and all this belief of the studio, then it's when it got really good. So it's not me saying it's a terrible movie mm-hmm. because again it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. We can like unpack further but like now you have my yeah. general thoughts on no, the movie. No, yeah, I you're going to find that they're very similar. Thank I God. did not like it on the second watch through at all like hardly at all (gasps) i feel more positively than you i think that there were some funny parts and i think that some of the action was really fun i do want to pull up some of the quotes some of the quotes were very funny but as i was looking at the like recap online and like trimming it down and figuring out like what the story actually was i was like this is why i felt so frustrated after i was done it's because the story is boring it is it's so boring it's so so, generic i'm so scared of this podcast people love this movie okay but listen everyone's gonna turn it off whatever we're here to say our opinions we were so worried in the first couple episodes you were like everyone's gonna think that we just love the movies (laughs) because we just love them this is a a podcast we love movies no but i was just gonna say like the story is that this like ex-army guy gets powers the end and there's like the thing with the cancer it's all very like and then he has cancer so he gets treatment and then he dumps his girlfriend so then he tries to find him again and then ajax makes fun of him so he tracks ajax down it's it's not very layered all of the subplots never go anywhere except to be funny bits so there's the funny bit with his best friend there's the funny bit with the taxi driver and there's the funny bit with his old lady roommate but that's all it is is jokes none of it contributes to the plot whatsoever if we're gonna, I mean, I guess if we're getting scandalous, I'm gonna get real scandalous. Ooh, shoot. This movie to me 
is evidence that the specific weird criticisms people give of The Last Jedi are bullshit. Ex- Specifically Canto Bight. What's Canto Bight? The Casino Planet. Oh, oh. Again, I've said this before that I'm tired of people within film criticism. <laughs> you are allowed to not like The Last Jedi. <laughs> where we are Thanks, where we where at least i stand and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we're in the same place on this podcast is that art is subjective yeah i'm just not personally interested in getting to what is objectively a good movie i don't think that that exists right. objective facts about movies are oh this one had 72 sound designers this right. one had this many foley artists right. objective is not whether it had good pacing or not because somehow someone will be like cars is cinema and someone will be like, hey, it's not. I think <laughs> or no, I, or like, I mean, like no, a no, good example mean. is like someone, like, like someone could watch one movie and be like, oh, that was really cheesy and boring. And someone's uh-huh. like, oh, the plot was so engaging. Right. Because it's going to read differently for different people. Of course. Which is why it's fun to discuss and exactly. try to figure and try to build an argument of why you thought it had good pacing or bad right. pacing. Right. And this is just And our you opinion. can discuss story beats and stuff like that. But again, even story beats are going to read differently, which is why mm-hmm. I'm not interested in trying to make an objective argument over whether Luke Skywalker was depicted realistically or not. Because for you... A true fan who watched the originals, like you, were su- like thought that that was so out of character for him in the Last Jedi. For me, he's my favorite Star Wars character because of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And the Last Jedi in the theaters, I thought, ah, this is why I love Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Like this, like this reminded me of why I love him mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And it's like that stuff reads differently. Yeah. So I'm not against film criticism, but. I see it all the time, especially in Star Wars, where people criticize, especially The Last Jedi, using all of these very big words, I think, in an effort to sound objective and right, where they're like, the Cantobite is just poorly written storytelling. They say it's bad storytelling all the time. Uh. Everyone learned that phrase and they can't shut up now. They're like, it's bad storytelling. It's just not good storytelling. It doesn't go anywhere. It does. It's all meaningless because they fail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... But the point is that it's a character development situation. Right. It's the characters learning through failure. Right. And then they're like, no, that's just not satisfying for the audience. La, 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 Storytelling, storytelling. And then they hype up a show like The Book of Boba Fett or the first season of Mandalorian, which is just a bunch of action scenes. And I'm like, so you want it to be cool. Right. You weren't connecting with it. Mm-hmm. Which is something I'll acknowledge about Deadpool is that I think there's a very specific audience that's meant to really connect with the character and then thus look past the story. People will insult Cantobite and be like, it's pointless because it doesn't go anywhere. And then rave over Deadpool and be like, it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. When most, literally, he spends the whole time looking for his cure to his face which there is weak at best turns out there isn't let me just turns out there isn't a cure correct and he also spends the whole movie avoiding his girlfriend because she will hate him turns out she won't right he doesn't learn really anything he even like colossus is like didn't you learn this lesson deadpool's like "Mm, no and shoots ajax in the head yeah that's the end of the movie and so and which i actually have positive things (laughs) oh (laughs) don't get me wrong that's one of my favorite moments 
But it's like, and then Colossus pukes immediately. He didn't even see blood Colossus yet. Colossus is the, like just somebody's grandfather that like just desperately wants them to be so good and learn their lesson. He is an X-Man, right? Yes. And he puked at the sh- sight of somebody getting shot. I feel like that should, dis- that should disqualify you from the team of X-Men. I I listened to the guy talk about the whole like him and his and Vanessa, but I was just like Vanessa didn't strike me as that interesting. Sorry. They like told I, us that they really got along and they were perfect for each other. But it felt like one montage. But it, but I was just about to say, but it was through a montage. Yeah, that's and, not enough for okay, me. Okay, and then here's the thing too for me is like you were saying. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like. The, with the language being so in your face and so like this is an R-rated movie and we can say whatever we want, haha, we're gonna play mad gaps with insults and like the like craziest, most shocking thing we can say, and then on top of the like over the top ridiculous violence, which we've talked about, like violence doesn't really affect me, but it was, and I wasn't really affected by the violence in it, but it is definitely like unnecessarily ridiculously graphic. When he's like sure. punching Colossus and he's like breaks one hand, then he breaks the other hand, then he tries to kick him and he breaks his knee and then he like falls on the car and he's just like waving around his smushed limbs that are just like jello. When you sure, have stuff like much. that, I tend to check out of what I'm watching. Yeah. And if I can't rely on like a more compelling character or a compelling storyline or something to keep me interested in the movie, I just end up checking out for the whole thing, which is pretty much what happened. For me, this is another example of like, I think this one is somewhat at the forefront of something and I've seen the result before I've seen the originator. Sure. Because this was, at least in my opinion, one of the first mainstream like adult, like superhero concepts. And since then, we've had several that have come out that have been specifically for adults that mm-hmm. feature like sexual content, mm-hmm. language, violence, that are superhero comics-based stuff. Eternals. One of my... <laughs> Don't say Eternals! <laughs> because Deadpool happened, we had a sex scene in Eternals. And it in today's essay, all. I will be showing the direct <laughs> correlation between 2016 Deadpool Why, and I 2020 had to see Eternals. Cersei and Icarus naked... Doom Patrol was my thought that Doom Patrol is on HBO Max. It's a DC show that I love. Is that a superhero show? It is a superhero show. I feel like I've thought I've heard It's got like Brendan Fraser's in it and Matt Bomer. Doom Patrol is one where like they are like the F word is present throughout every scene of that show. And it's one that I do feel overdoes it sometimes too. Not in a look how mature we are way, but like. It just feels like just they're like, like that's relax. their catchphrase. And it's like, chill out, my God. But it's um, with that, stuff like that happened because of Deadpool. Sure. And so this was one where it was like, that's somewhat like they're pioneering the way. I think you can but still... this was like I, such I think a you can... smash success. Yes. And I'm, I'm trying to think back to like how I felt watching it the first time. It feels like a bit of an avatar situation to me. This is a movie that I don't know that I've ever recommended to anybody. You know what I mean? And it's not that I hated it. I just, well, I had no interest in watching it again, clearly. And maybe this is because I am not the intended audience. And everybody who, like, has Deadpool tattooed on them and, like, loves Deadpool to death. I have a Deadpool patch. Like, I think he's a funny character. And I liked how they did the character. I thought they did the character well. It just, for me, I just didn't really like the movie very much. 
I think that Deadpool is such a success in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think people overlook the other stuff because they like to think of themselves as Deadpool. For sure. Men do. Because okay, I'm glad he that is you said char- it because I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to be Because that girl. he is a character who fucks women all the time. He's Every sexy. Every girl wants him. He is confident. He makes juvenile jokes. He's slashing he people has it up. Yep. And so then they love to see a superhero who's like has the same sense of humor as them, who has the who's dark doing humor who, male. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Who does who's like having sex with women, with a woman who's just as weird and nerdy as he is, who and then like gets these superpowers and he's a mercenary and he's cool and epic he and fights with two his like sense katanas. of humor is very catering i think to the type of person sure. and that's not to say that i think the character is bad that's not to say that i didn't still enjoy the character mm-hmm. but i think that some people really connect with the character because they're like oh i want I that to be Deadpool. me or i am just like him yeah and then thus overlook these other things and have such a good time with it. I'm so glad they're enjoying it. I'm not saying this is necessarily a terrible result, but I'm just kind of like, I think this was not my heart stopper. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so, I do. I feel like with the level of negative we've laid on here right now, I'm not saying we're done talking about it, but I'm just, I want to get to a little positive thing just to make it clear that it's like, I didn't, me, we feel differently. We do. I didn't hate this movie, me personally. I kind of liked it. Not just I liked it. And I, I would say I didn't it. hate it, but I would say I disliked it. Okay, great, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I do think it's fun enough to get away with a little bit of it for me. I, I, I think Ryan Reynolds is fantastic in the role. Yeah, I think for that sure. he's one of those that's just like, that makes sense. He was born for this. Uh-huh. I think a lot of the jokes did make me laugh at the beginning before I started to fall asleep. I did, like, I did think, like, the fourth wall breaking humor was funny. Mm-hmm. I think that for a character to get a spinoff and then them to just completely disregard like the spinoff. Like, reinvent for it. A, for a character to then acknowledge it in the movie, I adored all of that. Yeah. Every time he talked about the studio or the, I laughed out loud whenever he was like, uh, I wouldn't do that. When he talked about sewing his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love that, yeah. that they're acknowledging it. That's yeah. so much fun. I loved when he, like, turned the camera away at one point when he's, like, got that guy pressed up against the, He just turned it away. Stuff like that made me laugh. <laughs> I thought several of the action scenes were very exciting. Those are all the positive things I have to say about <laughs> the action sequences. <laughs> I thought that they were very fun. I liked Colossus. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very fun. He's much more memorable than he is in the original movies. Oh, really? I didn't Things... like Colossus, but that was just because I felt like he was the only, like sane person in the movie who was like whoa whoa mm-hmm. whoa whoa <laughs> like, he was like the person that's like the normal character that you put in the ridiculous situation yeah. and just reacts yeah to it. the straight man yeah <laughs> yeah it was the only straight point of view of the whole show <laughs> or the whole movie i like are we gonna talk about negasonic teenage warhead <laughs> dancing around it i almost call her teenage mutant ninja turtle it's every so time. long <laughs> What is she supposed to do when she grows up? Does she change it to Die. a... Die. I think she, you said that. <laughs> does she say Negasonic Adult Warhead? No. Does she just Negasonic Warhead? Warhead. That 
That's better than Teenage Warhead. Negasonic needs to be removed. Negasonic. Warhead is fine. Throws me off even when I'm saying it. it I think it it's. Be... I feel like it's going a different direction. But I actually Neg- didn't mind Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I didn't hate her. I didn't hate her. Her name is most of what I don't her like. Her name is my beef. <laughs> I have beef with the name. And I have beef with her powers. I First also... of all, they're boring. She's just like Dash combined with Violet from Incredibles. <laughs> If her shtick is clearly supposed to be that she's a teenager and she's angsty and she doesn't tweets, care and she doesn't care about it at all. They could have played that up more. They really could. have. It feels like instead we got a character that just stands there for most of the scenes, for real? and then they say that she's moody. Yeah. And it's like I would rather her have seen her roll her eyes. April Ludgate from Parks and Rec is a great example of a character. Later in the season, she gets very weird and zon- and like zonky. But mm-hmm. the, in those first couple of seasons, she's known for just kind of standing there. And looking really, like, dismissive and, like, mm-hmm. like she doesn't care and apathetic. Mm-hmm. They could have gone a route like that with this. They could have gone more comedic of having people more try to talk to her more often and getting ignored. Right. Again, it's the scene It's the scene of her whenever they're at the final fight. And he's like, well, Negasonic can do this. Oh, and he's like, oh, she's texting? Okay. Yep, send that tweet. Okay. So she's ready. And it's like, you had Deadpool tell us that she doesn't care. Rather right. than why doesn't she, like, put a finger up and be like, hold on. what's going on like like they could have like played it up more i don't know if she's more of a personality in the second one see here's the reason i know that i didn't like deadpool very much is that i don't remember it and i remember that's i think that's i think a real issue with movies is if you just it doesn't stick with you at all it like even I, in the, I didn't remember the plot of this movie. I didn't remember yeah. who was in it. I think with the plot that they have there, it has the chance to be a plot that really moves itself forward. Mm-hmm. They don't dive into it enough for me to be interested. Yeah. It just doesn't feel... It feels like, you know, like, he has the girlfriend. He finds out he has cancer. I was interested at that point in the movie. He, like, goes to this experiment place, and it just doesn't feel like any of that was ever interesting enough or like the movie was giving it the devotion to imply that i should be interested it didn't seem like Like the movie was very interesting right and the whole plot of him being like i have to find the cure for my face first of all i don't understand how his powers are healing and he has scars on his face and those aren't healing he in the movie cuts off his own hand and grows it back but he can't fix the scars on his face that's my issue maybe the implication is like that's the consequence of his powers it just doesn't if they were going for some like Beauty and the Beast, like, oh, he's like really insecure about his looks now, it doesn't feel like they set up any kind of like, oh, he he's hot and insecure. he loves that he's hot. Right. And now that's been taken away from him. I'm, and I mean, I get it. If my face was all mangled, I would obviously not want it that way. But like his mission in this movie is simply to fix his face. It's the driving factor so, of like which, 90% which of the plot. I can hear you guys typing. <laughs> I understand he's wanting to fix his face so he can be with the woman he loves. But if... I get it. But, like, it just doesn't feel like they dive enough into how hurt he is to not get to be with her. It doesn't feel like they talk... Like, they just get into it enough. The suit... We we said it during the watch-along. I'm not into Ryan Reynolds. I think he's a great guy. I'm not either. He does a lot of great things for this world. He He and Blake Lively have a wonderful marriage. And kids. The suit does something. Wow. <laughs> it's the Mandalorian effect for me. Deadpool is the away. only person who can wear Crocs in the suit, and me still find him attractive. 
literally any other human puts on Crocs and I want to vomit. But he put on Crocs and I was like, he can rock them. I am a huge fan of swords. Like, <laughs> this is a reveal. Like, I find that very fun, very attractive a man who can wield a sword, I think just looks good. That's probably why I'm into Star Wars because it's like lightsabers. It like it's it's the whole thing. It's the flare, it's the double katanas, but that suit. I I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. It just looks good. Mhm. Makes him look good. Something else that I liked. There was something else that I liked that I wanted to talk about. Um I really liked all the X-Men connection. I and was apathetic about that. I well, sure. <laughs> just I know you were asking for my immediate opinion on that statement, so <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I would insert. <laughs> I was fine enough with the Negasonic Teenage Warheads power sets. I oh, wasn't. Was I was Gina bored. Car- was Gina Carano's powers just like super strength? Yes. Lame. He even says that he's like everyone okay. reacts differently. I don't feel pain. She is super strong. Who knows what you'll do? You can see the budget whenever Ajax says my superpower is that I can't feel pain. <laughs> well, they kind of demonstrate it with the overpass scene where he got like shot and stabbed and he was just like, haha. Budget. Boring. <laughs> budget, I can see it right now. <laughs> I thought that Ajax was a boring villain. Interesting. I also found him boring. I don't know oh, I, I was, I was <laughs> like, what did you think was so interesting about him? And maybe everyone's pissed because this is clearly explained. What was his motivation? Like, I get... There the, was something the, in the beginning. He was talking to the guy, the guy with the helicopter. He, like, threatened him. There was something in the beginning that explained. He it was just some doesn't feel like any of it is ever relevant enough. Speaking of him, the final fight between him and Deadpool. Oh, this is just a general movie criticism for all superhero movies. I just need them to start coming up with reasons that people are good at fighting. I don't like that a superhero becomes a superhero. They get superpowers and then suddenly they know how to fight. I need a training montage. You can't just have Gwyneth Paltrow, who has been a secretary for all the movies, put on an Iron Man suit... And then go, be like, good at dodging lasers and punching people. toe-to-toe with Ultron herself. You're kidding. <laughs> they definitely had Deadpool doing some superhuman-type well, feats. My issue is not with Deadpool, because he was a mercenary. But so mercenary, I'm, but he was a human mercenary without, like, super strength or super speed. But and he, he was, like... My, I'm not saying I need an explanation for every move someone has and every... Like, if, every they've, if they've got... if For a movie, for suspension of disbelief, if they've got... Gener- it's the same as, like... For me personally, with, again, I'm just losing so many audience members, Rey in the Star Wars sequels. Like, they show in the movies enough that, like, she can fight off a foe Mm -hmm. with the, like, guys in the beginning on Jakku. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm willing to accept that she can adapt that to a lightsaber and, like, hold her own with a sword. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you show me that Wade Wilson has, like, all this mercenary experience, I'm willing to accept that, like, he's confident he can figure out how to fight. Who do you have a problem with? My issue is with Ajax. He's, like, fully a competitor to Deadpool. They are fighting. Mm-hmm. They are in a full combat. And so, like, I'm not super bothered by it. I mm-hmm. wasn't bothered by it until I rewatched that scene today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how does he know how to do all this? <laughs> like, I was just like, who, who is he? So, anyway. Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts on Gina Carano in this movie? I think we said it during the reaction, but she just stands there. 
and like flexes her big muscles. And her name is stupid. Angel dust. Why is the dust thrown in there? Why is the dust? What are these names? And the, they pick the weirdest X-Men names. Do you know who Gina Carano is? I know she's a wrestler. Yeah. That's how it feels in this movie. Correct. It feels like the early days of like John Cena or Hulk Hogan where they're like, here's a wrestler in a movie. Right. And that's it. And they give her fucking super strength because she's a wrestler. Boring. Her line delivery is not amazing. (laughs) I don't know how she got more work from this. Sorry, Gina, but also not sorry. She's transphobic. That's my other thing is that I don't know if part of the issue I have with Gina Carano in this movie is because I just straight up don't, I don't like don't her like in her real as life. A person, yeah. Our dislike for Gina Carano in general could be bleed into our dislike of Angel Dust the character, but also I but think let's be real. Let me picture if Emma Stone played Angel Dust the character. Oh. I love Emma Stone. <laughs> Miscast in this role, but I'm just kind of like, you know, she's fun. <laughs> I think I would. She's fun, but she had no dialogue or story or character, and quite frankly, really just just kind of felt like a a thing. She just felt like a thing for Colossus to punch at the end. I feel like Colossus would make a great best friend. I can see why Negasonic Teenage Warhead hangs out with him. Every snarky, moody teenager needs like a golden retriever best friend. A silver retriever. He's made of metal. Everyone um, needs a made of metal best friend. <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else? I don't know if I have I any other concrete any thoughts. I I did I like, like I liked his friend Weasel in the bar. I thought that he was funny. I liked Blind Al. She was funny too. She's fun. And I liked the taxi driver. I liked all the like comedic I'm pretty side sure characters. All of them are way better in the sequel. They are. The taxi driver specifically, he like levels up. Oh yeah, he like, he has, talk about character development. Okay, (laughs) actually, thinking of that though, in this movie, I feel like the taxi driver was the one who had the most character development because he went from being like a nobody taxi driver to by the end, he had kidnapped his cousin who was wooing his love, had him in the trunk, was gonna go depose of him, and then Deadpool was like, slow down. But then he got rear-ended and his cousin got killed in the backseat. And that actually fuels him for his character journey in the next movie. These are my two hot takes I wrote down. Okay. I'll let you read them with me. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to cover one up. So I wrote, the movie is not very good? <laughs> Question mark. The next one says, Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds is only attractive <laughs> in the suit. Those are my hot takes. I agree with those hot takes. I don't really think I have any hot takes other than it was a terrible movie with some really funny jokes and some good action sequences. I don't like giving bad reviews. I They make me nervous. I do. It depends on the movie, I guess. True. Maybe I'll get more confident with it because I'm usually very fine being like, no, you're wrong. That's very I true. Get very, you say that to me all I the time. I get very confrontational sometimes in discussion and I acknowledge it's a flaw. And in this case, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm too business-minded. I'm like, please, please listen but, but to keep more. listening Because it's like, I watch reviews where people in the comments, because they disagree with the review, will be like, I can't watch you anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, Whatever. That's the whole point. Okay, bye. Please stay. Stop, this isn't me. Stop. I was just hungry. Oh, oh, oh. I love Deadpool. Uh-oh, might want to skip ahead, or grab your parents, because this next section requires some parental guidance. Okay. 
So you did see it. Obviously. Like I How, said. You were in high school, though? It did your came mom, out. Did I your was parents in college. know? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I did watch it. And I, I'm not sorry. And I didn't like it because of the reasons that you, you didn't watch it. You clearly liked it enough to be like fond enough on it to be like, oh yeah, let's do it for the podcast. Yeah. Like you recommended it. Uh, and now pre- I feel embarrassed about that. <laughs> I, recommended, I recommended an episode that I didn't Sucked. even like. <laughs> My whole thing when this came out, which was in 2016, guys, my whole lifestyle and beliefs changed rapidly um, in the last few years. But with my upbringing, I've done a lot of, not to get too into it, don't worry guys, but I've done a lot of deconstruction. And that was a very long process, I would say. I would say I was doing that before I realized I was doing it and before it was like a buzzword. Because even through high school, I was starting to kind of push against a little bit the things I was raised on. Light examples being like Harry Potter, like wasn't allowed to watch that. And I felt it was probably fine. And I ended up watching it. And I still like identified a lot with the beliefs I was raised on. And so even from like my first year of college to my fourth year, my views on like media was beginning to evolve. But I was still very much in a place where my belief was that you should not be entertained by sin. And that cursing excessively was a sin. Or, like, sex with someone who isn't your wife is a Mm -hmm. sin. And thus, you shouldn't also be watching it Mm -hmm. and being entertained by sexual immorality, being entertained by violence and murder. And so it was one where I was like, it's not that... In certain situations, I can't see sexual content or language or even violence, but it was that his whole shtick. His whole brand. His whole brand was just, like, making sexual jokes and cussing all the time and killing, like, in a funny way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that, as a Christian, I can't endorse. I cannot support that. And I, like, the moral of the story is by the time this movie came out, I could have seen it. No one was going to stop me, but I stopped me. And my thoughts genuinely at the time, it wasn't like thinking like I was better than others, but I do think there was a little spirit inside of me that was like, they're not as good of a Christian as I am. Yeah, honestly, honestly, those are ways that I don't feel anymore, obviously. I think that everyone is allowed to draw their own conclusions, obviously, and whatever content you're comfortable with seeing but I don't believe that they are an issue for you to be entertained by or have a good time with. And I don't believe that you can decide that for others. Mm-hmm. And I don't, if we want like, just to like <laughs> touch on it and then run away. Like, I just don't think that any of that is the concern of those verses. Everyone references. Period. Gotta, gotta move on now <laughs> before Tim Keller tunes in. Anyway, <laughs> Tim Keller. I definitely wasn't allowed to watch Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) You guys just missed an entire intermission of us figuring out how to deal with the dog in the room. (laughs) Definitely because of the R rating. Definitely because of the language. Definitely because of the sexual content. Definitely because of just everything that Deadpool is and stands for. Yeah, and then I watched this movie in secret. Illegally. (laughs) FBI don't come for me. Let's move on. Did you come up with any thoughts and prayers? I have three. What? I feel like I have like one that's in the making. 
When times get tough, we offer thoughts and prayers. Hold on. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. Jamin, why don't you start us off? Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to go literally in order of what I wrote down. Let's do it. My first thoughts and prayers have to go out to Vanessa for the way that I was wishing her death the entire movie. (laughs) I feel somewhat responsible (laughs) for the events in Deadpool (laughs) 2. Truly, the biggest through line of Deadpool wasn't the plot. It was the way that in every scene Vanessa was in, I was like, is this when she dies? Okay. I have a thoughts and prayers. Okay. Thoughts and prayers. I just wanna I just wanna send out some thoughts and prayers to the Department of Water and Power who were under working double time to get all of the blood out of Deadpool suits. That whole entire movie. He gets and shot. It up. He gets shot like eight thousand times, and they just move right along like it was all fine. I know the whole thing was that it was red, and so it doesn't show the blood. But like, if he got into that crusty old suit for every new fight, Deadpool, I'm changing my mind about how hot you are. <laughs> Get your suit dry cleaned first, first and of then all, sex. Go to the clean. <laughs> <laughs> This next one is just, I wanted to go through, I didn't have time and find examples because I feel mm-hmm. there are many, mm-hmm. but thoughts and prayers to Colossus's crotch. <laughs> For whatever reason, he's made of metal. And so every character decides to prove that yeah. by just decking him in the crotch. <laughs> yeah. It happens on multiple occasions. People I... really keep trying to like punt him <laughs> by a, a crotch. Closed fist straight Doing. to the penis it's just insane okay. um that's a pretty good transition though to my your thoughts and prayers was for his crotch my thoughts and prayers are just for colossus in general who is overwhelmed by deadpool he is clearly the like house therapist the school counselor he is there to help everybody along their journeys to herodom and deadpool is his nemesis I wouldn't be surprised if Colossus turned into the like the big bad for the next episode based on how much Deadpool next put episode. him through. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> the next movie. My last thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone that is forced to say the entire name of Negasonic Teenage Warhead <laughs> for they may die before they reach the end. <laughs> so that was thoughts and prayers, guys. Um, prayers, make sure prayers. make sure to add that to your prayer lists. Give it to your youth pastor. Oh, and I mean, if we're handing off the list to the youth pastor, I feel like thoughts and prayers go out to nearly every single member of this movie. Particularly Ajax, who I feel like could stand to have a little bit of Jesus in his life. If there's anybody to witness to in this movie, it's in, Ajax. Ajax feels nothing, and with Jesus he'll feel everything. Exactly. Thoughts and prayers. That's what a youth pastor would say. Let's move on to best part, worst part. For those who listened, thank you. And for those who skipped right to the end, we get you. Here it is, best part, worst part.
everybody, welcome to... <laughs> welcome to the best part and the worst part. The where, best part Where we part. recap our respective part we liked the best about the movie and part we despised and wanted to leave the theater during. Um, for me, the worst part of this movie was Gina Carano as Damn Angel it. Dust. <laughs> I kept trying Gina to Carano. think of a particular scene that I hated her the most in, but it was just <laughs> everyone came to mind. And it just, if I had to pick a character out of the movie that was the most useless, the least developed, and just worst overall as a concept, never mind the, like, acting was terrible and we don't like her as a person. Angel Dust, why was she there? Yeah. What was she? What was the point other than being like, oh, this woman has, she's strong. Boring! <laughs> God, uh, that was, my phrasing was gonna be, my worst part was any part with Gina Carano in it. <laughs> so you really took it from me. I don't know. My worst part then, if I have to pick a part, would be it's when it's when it, it, it's when he says, "Have you ever seen one one hundred twenty seven hours?" Spoiler alert! And then he rips his hand off just because it's gross. Yeah, that was pretty gross. <laughs> so I'll pick that. My, the issue here... This kind of feels like a we, digging around in the bag. And we have to break the rules here because I don't have a specific... There's no one scene. There's not really... For me, there isn't a scene that's bad. Yeah. As a whole. Well, it's more that the, there's a general issue with the whole movie. <laughs> and so it's like... But it's like every scene always has like some funny moments to it. Sure. It has like a good action sequence to it. Who knows? There isn't one scene I can think of where I'm like, that one was completely boring and useless, or that one was just, like, super bad. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, I'll pick a thing as my worst part, but sure. it's more a general issue with the movie. Yeah. yeah. I do have a hard pick for best part. I do, too. Okay, what's yours? For me, the best part be, of the movie... It's, it's the same again. I know, I know that it's not going to be. Um, for me, my favorite part, and it happens right at the beginning, which just goes along with how much I didn't like the movie, is where he's counting bullets as he's taking out the bad guys. Damn it! No, that wasn't yours! No! Uh-uh! That was fun! How could that be yours? That's my favorite part! No, that was my favorite part! It was part. Like the best action scene. Yeah, it was amazing! <laughs> And he, like, didn't use his gun. for. He took out a lot of them without a gun so that when he did use the gun, it was even more like, yes! And then the creativity go, go. around... And then the creativity around um, when he got shot in the ass, up the ass, and then got pissed about it so he wasted bullets on the guy and then he had to get creative with the last one and shoot yeah. all three of them at the same yeah. time. It was, like, it was, like, brave. It was fun. Like brave Disney princess movie. <laughs> Stop I don't crying. want to marry him. <laughs> I'd rather be a bear or whatever. <laughs> Your Scottish accent is really good. Or whatever that movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. I I'll say that my best part is right after he becomes Deadpool. And he has the montage where he's beating up the different guys. That was my second. Was okay. his lead up to Ajax. Was that Which sequence. also features that really funny part where he turns the camera away. I yeah. like that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Which leads to him, yeah, finding Ajax. I think that that was an effective montage. 
This is an obligatory question. Rebecca, was it worth the wait? Was it worth the hype? What are your concluding thoughts? You've I already think, seen it. I think I'm disqualified from worth the wait since I didn't wait. This might be a bit of a left turn for those of who have been listening along to the podcast. Um, it was not worth the hype for oh, me. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I feel like I have beat this horse to death about how I felt about the movie. Yeah. But I did not feel it was up to the hype um, based on the lack of storyline, lack of character arc, and general um, my personal limitations for the content, the adult content of this movie. Jamin, did you feel like it was worth the wait? And did you feel like it was worth the hype? The answer is no to both of them. <laughs> Final answer. Deal. Yeah, I don't feel it was quite worth the hype everyone gave it. Yeah. Growing, like, like not growing up, but, like, when it came out yeah. and now. Like, this was another one where people were like, oh, you haven't seen Deadpool? Right. And I was like, this is all it was. And then I don't think it was wor- thus worth the wait. I I feel that I could have skipped to Deadpool 2 and been fine. Yeah. I just don't think it was that great. I do feel a little bit less strong. I still think it was very fun. Loved Ryan Reynolds in it. I liked a lot of the action sequences. I thought they were very creative. And my particular issue with the adult content isn't like it got to a a limit for me it's more that it was just used in very unnatural ways sometimes Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. because again i've watched other things that have more language than this movie and more like sexual content than this movie Mm -hmm. but it was just thrown in there sometimes in ways where it just felt like a gag to prove that they get an r rating and they could just stretch that muscle yeah (laughs) and i just don't think it's for everyone i just it was not my movie uh, I will definitely watch the second one, and don't worry, guys. I'll touch base on one of the intros after I watch it and let you guys know if it lived up, if that one lived up to the hype for me. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to try to go through our closing plugs? Like how they yeah. can reach out and contact us? Pinterest? Okay, I got it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this. Cut me out. Cut me out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Late to the Watch Party. If you had any thoughts at all during this podcast, um, we want to hear them. Send it to us via email at late to the watch party at gmail.com. Tweet us at late the number two watch party on Twitter. Send us a direct message via <laughs> Pinterest at Pinterest.com slash late to the watch party. Um, as we established in the last episode, I will be reading any DMs that as, come over Pinterest. As of this recording, we have not, thank you for turning the mic up, we have not received any messages on Pinterest, but that could be because as of this recording, none we're of not the live. have been <laughs> so, published. So we will be looking for it though. Um, After this, send us a message about Deadpool. And if you, by any chance, listen to this episode on the Anchor app, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app, and we will maybe feature it depending on if it's good enough in our opinion. Be sure to rate and review us. Leave us a review. Give us five stars, even if you think our opinion sucks. Um, If you had a good time... If you have anything negative to say, don't rate us or review us. Send us an email and tell us why tell us, we did not live up to your tell standards. Tell us what opinions were wrong. Don't make it public, you weirdo. Don't make this... <laughs> <laughs> Cut.
Guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time as always. Um, you can tune in next Monday. We will be dropping our episode where we uh, watch and review E.T. E. The Extra Terrestrial. No mid-terrestrials here. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm so funny. All right, guys. Have a good week. Enjoy movies. We'll come up with a good way to end yeah. eventually. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I went out on a date, actually three dates, with a guy named Brian. I would say something and he would reword it, but a little bit wrong, and then say it right back to me. It was like a form <laughs> to, of gaslighting that you? was like really tricky. No, it was like how he processed information, but he like had to say it his way and it had to be different than how I said it. And I knew that that was not going to last long. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Brian? Yeah. Brian and Rebecca? He Here's Doomed the thing. from the start. Ryan is the name of my dad, so it already was weird. He went by Panda, though. <laughs> Brian, if you're listening you... to this, your Tesla was not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs>